You are listening to the Manos Accelerator podcast in partnership with Google Launchpad. We interview rockstar entrepreneurs who share their exact formulas for success in customer acquisition, growth hacking, fundraising, or scaling a company. And I'm your host, Juan Felipe Campos. Okay, Manos Nation, remember, for every episode, there's a giveaway of digital goods or resources from our partners that other people would normally pay for. To enter the giveaway, subscribe to the Manos podcast on iTunes now, and then message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Again, that's Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator to prove it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Manos Accelerator podcast. Today, I am with... D-Ding, that's me. And you're working on... Uh, I'm working on being the head of growth for Right Hook Digital, and we're a growth agency uh, that focuses on the three pillars, acquisition, conversion, and retention. I love it. I love it. Tell us a little bit about your background in terms of like revenue or customer base or some amazing clients you've worked with. For sure. Um, so we, we're actually a really young shop. We're only six to seven months old, uh, and we, were, we knew that we were chasing case studies the whole time. So one of the favorite stories that I like to tell right now, and actually you can find it on my LinkedIn too, is uh, this one client that came to us, they had product market fit. Uh, They were doing around 50K a month. And within three months, my team and I managed to bring them up to uh, a quarter of a million dollars in monthly revenue. Wow. And how much ad spend? I love that, yeah. That was bringing a four to five X return on ad spend. Wow. So it's, it's really, it's, yeah, it's, it's really fun stuff what we get to do. And, you know, we, we get every client and we, that we try to take on, we'd like to call them client partners. Um, okay. And that's, that's, that's effectively what, what we try to do. We really want to weave into their team, uh, give them the high level, super impactful stuff. Because again, selfishly for us, we're chasing case studies, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we want to make all these client successes, put them front and center in front of us and really get those results. I love that, man. That's amazing. So I, I, the reason I'm bringing you into the show, D, is I know you're a rock star entrepreneur. You've gotten a lot of experience with ad spend and being able to execute things at scale that get results. And I, I love it that you're working in the, the kind of business that if you're not bringing in enough results, you guys get fired. And that's perfect because that is for, for the listeners sitting at home. They're trying to do DIY. They're bootstrapping their startups and they're trying to figure out what's going to help them get to the next level. Uh, can you please share with us one gold, like golden nugget, one thing of expertise, your favorite tactic that works out really well right now in 2018? Of course. So if you're bootstrapping, and, and you know, I know that space very well because I, I've lived that bootstrapping phase for my own tech startup uh, four or five years ago. If you're, if you're bootstrapping and you are going into the land of paid acquisition on Facebook, for example, I would say first things first is definitely skill up. So what I mean by that is you don't have to go out and buy some crazy courses First things first, go to the Facebook Blueprint, which is free, official from Facebook, just so you can scale up and understand the the core mechanics of how Facebook works, which is the auction, which is the audience, et cetera. And then the next step from there is start with very small tests. So you don't, you know, all these case studies that you hear online, you're going to get some really big numbers and they can feel really intimidating. For you, based on your startup, if you are pre-product market fit, Create some ads not with, with the objective of just social proof. So you want to optimize them for engagement just so that you can see what comes back and whether people actually engage with it. What does that tell you? The feedback that you're looking for, and because you have to be a bit scientific with this, is you want to you check your, that your, your product offering resonates with the audience. 
your sales copy and your creative resonates with the audience too. And then based off of that, you can then turn that into, for example, a conversion ad if you want to collect, if you actually want to seal the deal and make people convert. Or you can then have a, you know, optimize for website registrations, for example, if you're running a webinar or if you want to optimize for, say, like a lead magnet, just so you can collect leads. That's amazing. So do you find that there are some businesses that Facebook ads aren't a good fit for? Or is it pretty much any company, if you're in the early stage, you should at least be playing around with them? You should, you should definitely be playing around with them. And here's the thing. Playing around with them does not necessarily mean that you have to be dropping money. For example, if you have a website, you really should be putting the Facebook pixel on your website because the visitors that come onto your website, they get pixeled by Facebook. And Facebook knows so much about us and so much about your audience that once you get you know, good, traffic, good volume of traffic, like 1,000 visitors a month, 1,000 visitors a day, Facebook can start recognizing patterns of these people that start showing up to your website. You can then take that as a custom audience and then market to those people and advertise to those people with a lot of specificity. So that's why for even if you not you don't intend to advertise on Facebook anytime soon in the near future, like one week or the next month, ensure that you have the Facebook pixel installed. And that's why I'm saying go read the Facebook uh, blueprint. It actually walks you through how to do that. Um, so you're not you're not messing about. You get it in there. Traffic might be organic. Traffic might be from you, you know, going on Reddit, or traffic might be from your podcast. But you can turn these people into buckets that you can then market to right. with more specificity. Do you have a pulse on about how much money we need to be spending either per day or per month to actually be seeing results? How little is too little, and at what point is the sweet spot? Um, so there are there are several philosophies around this, right? The one that we like to use is what is your deal size versus um, your your conversion rate, and what what are you trying to chase here? So, for example, if you're in the business business space. Um, and, and we do this for uh, one arm of our business is we drive leads for business to business clients where we're bringing them highly qualified leads. So each deal for them could be up to $10,000, $20,000. Now, if you're spending $50 on Facebook, proportionately does not, does not make any sense. And that's where the testing starts with that smaller amount. Whereas if you are just trying to collect emails, say, for example, you have an ebook. Uh, that's coming out around conversion rate because you are a conversion rate SaaS company. Then you okay. want to collect as many emails as possible and the benchmark could be something like a dollar per email or $5 per email. So you can reverse engineer and go, okay, I want 1,000 emails. Maybe I should test with $2,000 to see if I can get two bucks per email. Okay. Does that make sense? Right. So it totally depends on what you're selling, who you're selling it to. That's going to determine that. But do you have a kind of a pulse in general of... At what point we are spending like the right kind of money? Like you need to be like I'm wondering if you can say something like if you're spending less than five hundred dollars a month, just like save your money because you're not even going to be seeing enough results. Do you have anything like that, like a, a pulse, or like it totally depends? You, you you said it right there. If you're if you're spending less than five thousand dollars and you're hoping for direct correlation to revenue results, then uh, don't waste your money on that. Change your change your tactic. If you only have five hundred dollars to spend. Use it as a test budget. Use it. As okay. So, are you saying? Sorry, real quick to to clarify. I said five hundred. Then you said five thousand. All right. Sorry, I meant I meant five hundred. I meant five hundred. Five hundred. Okay. Five hundred. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so go, go ahead. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Those, those <laughs> that budget we deal with on our side. But if you only have five hundred dollars <laughs> to spend um, on your ad budget per month, don't don't go straight for the conversion because obviously, if you're small budget, I can assume that you are also early stage. 
So right. you don't have that market data. Your pixel isn't really that mature. So go one step before that and actually use that to, if you're creating content, use the 500 bucks to amplify your content. Remember how a few months ago, everyone went a bit crazy last month with the Facebook algorithm yeah. change and all that. What, what, what that really translates to is the fact that uh, for, for publishers and for brand pages, their organic reach is going to get crunched down like crazy. And essentially what Facebook wants to say is, everyone, this is now a pay, a pay to play market. It really, really is. So you might have really kick butt content uh, for a blog post or for a, for a video, whatever it might be, but the, the reach is not going to be there. Now, if you put a dollar behind that, you can, you can set the budget to be a dollar a day over seven days or $5 a day over seven days to boost that reach. And then on the back end, you can target the right people that you want to see that. That's going to give gotcha. you some early metrics around, okay, so for, that, for this reach right now and for this, these results, I have to spend around this much money. Then you can scale up to the next phase gotcha. if you have $500. And at what point, okay, so I'm spending these $500. Let's, let's get real like, tactical here. Step, step one, spend up to $500 on doing engagement to make sure that you have product market fit. It's the right audience with the right value prop or not even the right value prop, but the right kind of content that you're like, okay, Fire. Like this works. I'm getting a hundred likes. It was only a ten dollar boosted post to this kind of audience. All of that works. At what point do you then start actually selling to them and converting them into uh, into tra- like website traffic or email signups? Or- that's such a that's such a great question. And, and and I can preface this. It's 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 a. I like that you brought the hundred likes, and I like that you brought up the the converting them bit. So the hundred likes bit. This is really crucial. There's a lot of advice, right? Uh, and this has been going for a long time. A lot of social proofing advice, and I'm using my air finger, air bunny quotes here, on what people try to game the algorithm by targeting uh, essentially developing countries. So people used to try to game that by going, I'm going to get cheap likes, target India, Pakistan, all that. And, and you, you see really big likes, but then really low engagement. Yes. That's not the quality audience that you want. So you always want to target the audience that you want. In the first right. place, right? So even if the, the metrics aren't that pretty, it might hurt your ego a little bit, you're getting real useful data. Now, the next piece, what you're talking about, since we're boosting content anyway, real, realistically speaking, you should have a call to action in your content regardless, right? So say, for example, you're doing a video on Facebook or you're, you're um, amplifying a blog post. Within that video, within that blog post, you want your audience to do something. Give you their email, download this one thing. So within that, the feedback that you get from the first piece, you can then turn that into the next piece and optimize for leads, optimize for website registrations, optimize for capturing emails. Because again, if you go into understanding the way that Facebook works, I like to use the analogy of like a canine dog. You let the, you let the dog kind of sniff what you want it to sniff and it'll go out and chase it for you at scale time and time again. So you can optimize on the back end your ads for traffic, optimize your ads for conversions, and optimize your ads for, in the e-commerce world, you can actually optimize your, your, your ads for only ads to cart. So, and Facebook will go out and get you exactly that. So some people get frustrated Amazing. because they don't know what they're optimizing for. Uh, here's a really an- a, a good anecdotal example. I know a lot of uh, people in certain Facebook groups, especially e-commerce, where they go, oh, I'm, I'm spending a hundred bucks a day on these ads and I'm optimizing for ads to cart. And then they get frustrated later because they go, wow, I'm getting $5 per ad to cart, but no one's converting. Here's exactly why. Because you told the canine dog to go look for ads to cart. These are, this is Facebook saying, I know the behavior of these, of these hundreds of thousands of people, and they behave like they add to cart, and then they abandon the cart. Yeah. 
So you told Facebook what to do and it's doing it for you. So again, once you start getting familiar with it, that's why you want to test first, get familiar with it. And then the next phase is based on the initial feedback, okay, start, start optimizing for, uh, for what you actually want and play around with it too. Okay. And what we should actually want, it sounds like step one, do a post, get the, get the hundred likes, get, get the engagement of real targeted people that actually would be uh, potential buyers, not just fluffy likes just to get the engagement, but get real targeted uh, engagement. And then step one, step two, now target the people that engaged with your posts on your uh, email signup or on your going to your website. And then if they go to your website, then capture their email. And now, and now you're like, you've taken them off of Facebook, off of the website. Now it's just a matter of um, nurturing them through email, 90% value. And at the bottom, call to action of go buy this product here, or, you know, like actually purchase. And then as well, since you already got them on your website when they gave you their email, then you're also retargeting them using the Facebook pixel, which you mentioned. You, you got it. You got it right gotcha, there. Gotcha. So we, we like to use, uh, and you know, we have, we, you and I, we have a mutual friend called Justin Wu, and he's really big on the whole omnipresence thing. That, that's what yeah. it's about. We, we really want to, expect, this is really great for startups that want to seem like they're bigger than they really are. So they want to have that omnipresence. So what you do is you hit them with a certain message on Facebook and you also hit them with that certain message that's contextual on email. So then all of a right. sudden, what you're having is a, a conversation. So with, with that funnel, that the typical marketing funnel, I guess most people would know what it is. You're essentially qualifying people from the top to the next phase to the next phase. Uh, the analogy I like to use is the people that know uh, how to have a human conversation with a relationship, a one-to-one relationship across time are also the same people that understand Facebook ads um, on, on a human level. Here's what I mean. Let me, let me unpackage this a little bit because it might sound a bit confusing. If you meet someone at the bar for, for at, at this one event and they come meet you 10 times and each time they meet you, they shake your hand, they say, hi, my name is D. You're getting slammed. And this, this is what we experience on Facebook is called spam. You, 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 you know, these are the people that might click on, on the receiving end. You're going to click on, I don't want to see this ad or this wasn't right. helpful for me, which really hurts your... Uh, uh, the way that Facebook scores your ad. So more tactically, like you said, step one, create that post. Step two, really drive people to that call to action. And then further to that too, if you want to, if you go, wow, this post is really taking off. The comments are great. You can remember how uh, the step before that, we were creating the pixel and we're adding, having the ad account. You can duplicate that post into an ad now you have the power of the whole ad inventory in the back end with structuring it properly and et cetera. And you already have the social proof in there. All right, here we go. Check, check. One, two, one, two. All righty, let's do it.
share so those metrics on your ad so it's almost like wow people are engaging with my ad right so But you're not saying when you say turn it into an ad, uh, you don't mean actually editing that that same ad, right, and changing it and then resubmitting it as an ad, or is that what you're saying? So you, you literally get to. So what you can do is you in, in the Facebook backend when you create a new ad, you can insert the post ID in there. So so in other words, a post, a regular post, can get turned into an ad, and you keep the social proofing in there. Oh, gotcha! Right, yeah, genius! Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. No, that's genius. That's genius. I I think. Um, I think this is a very underutilized strategy. It's something that Jeremy Haynes was also talking about in the episode that we did with him. It just. The, the whole thought process of running an engagement campaign first, it takes a little bit of patience, takes a little bit of just trusting the process, um, but ultimately it drives down the cost significantly because people aren't seeing you for the first time. And the mistake that we make a lot as entrepreneurs in running Facebook ads in the early stages is telling Facebook to do the thing that we want, which is, oh, I want sales. So Facebook, uh, drive me sales or like drive me website traffic. And Facebook's like, sure, but we're we're not missing it on this middle step, which makes a ton of sense um, of just what you were touching on as well, which is just the people that are crushing it on Facebook ads are the people that understand how humans work and human interaction. And I love the analogy of like the bar and just how would you want someone to introduce themselves uh, to you one time or ten times the exact same way? How awkward is that? So this is amazing. There you have it. D crushing it with Facebook ads, helping companies scale from. Um, D, help me out with the number again. You basically took forty, forty to fifty thousand dollars in ad spent to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right, in one campaign. So, in monthly revenue. So in monthly revenue. Rockstar, rockstar results. Thank you so much for sharing these tips with us. Thanks for, having, thanks for having me. It's always, uh, always a pleasure giving value where I can. Love it. So, uh, one more, you said.